New York. Hey, oh, let's go. Hey, oh, we're not live, are we? Let's go. Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. Oh, let's go. We'll do it live. You're listening to Tiny Unit Live on Real Punk Radio. Log in and join the chat as I dive into the stacks of wax, broadcasting live from New York City, right here on realpunkradio.com. Fucking thing sucks! Yeah, that's Lightning Raiders with Citizens from the Sweet Revenge. Uh, is that an LP or an EP? Or what is that, a single? Tonic? That's a single. That's the Lightning Raiders. It was supposed to be on Island Records, but they were dropped before it came out. But that was actually on a single, the B-side of Criminal World. Oh, dropped by the label. Us. Yeah, right before Christmas, too. Thanks a lot. Oh, nice present, Mr. Label Man. Yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's Tuesday night. I'm Tommy Unit. It's Tommy Unit Live right here on realpunkradio.com. 10 p.m. right here on the Eastern Dial here in New York City. I'm very pleased to have with me Mr. Tony Mann, special guest, drummer extraordinaire from New York City. The man, I think, has played in more bands than me. How many bands have you played in? <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> a long, long list, man. More than 12? Yes. Okay, you got me beat yeah. then. I've only played in like 12 since uh, 83, I think. I think it's 1,200 now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 1,200. Awesome. So the Lightning Raiders, what... Uh, are you playing with those guys still, or you got an upcoming yeah. show or something? Yeah, okay, um, you're going to hear the whole story of the Lightning Raiders in a movie I'm working on. It's a documentary called Lost Rockers, and uh, you can see a clip on YouTube or go to lostrockers.com. This is a movie directed by Paul Rackman. And cool. Stephen Blush, who made American Hardcore. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and I'm going to be playing September 11th at Auto Shrunken Head, 14th Street between A and B, with the Lightning Raiders. I'll never forget that. Yep, don't forget. <laughs> 11 and 11. 9 11. Yeah. Ah, uh, 9 11. And it's Gas Wild on lead vocals. He was also the original drummer of the Pretenders. Ooh. He also played drums with Johnny Thunders. Wow. He was also in the Manish Boys with John Plain from the Boys. 
Oh. And he was in the Lightning Raiders, and now he's in Love, Pirates, and Dirty and Naughty. So Damn. He's in the movie, and John Hodge is in the movie. So, hello, Johnny. Awesome, man. That sounds like a great flick. When's that? Do you know any uh, details, like when it's supposed to come out or anything? We're trying to get it ready for Sundance now. We've been doing a lot of editing. The movie includes people like Gloria Jones, who was a friend of mine. He's in, she was in T-Rex. Um, she had a son with Mark Bolin named Roland. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, nice. yeah, and, uh, David Peel, uh, oh, cool. Jake Holmes, who wrote Dazed and Confused, and the Dr. Pepper theme also. The uh, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. That's right. And he also <sighs> wrote All That You Can Be in the Army. And dazed and confused. So okay, I don't know. I was really happy about the Dr Pepper theme, but when I got the when I heard the news about the army thing, well, he wasn't any army fan, but he got paid a lot of money. I, I guess that pays the bills. Mm-hmm. That's not not too bad. Not but too he, bad. He wrote dazed and confused, man. He was also in a trio with Joan Rivers of all people. So, jo- <laughs> like, no, Joan Rivers from television. Yes. Yeah. Wow. She wasn't on television then. She was at the bitter end, just like him with Lenny Bruce and <laughs> Bill Cosby and. All these people. Anyway, so but Lost Rockers is going to be a really cool movie, and um, you got to check awesome. that out. We're trying to get it ready for Sundance. So. Sundance, cool man, cool. With any luck? Uh, is there? But there is a trailer. Is there a trailer? Yeah, there's a trailer on uh, YouTube. If you just put in Lost Rockers, Jake Holmes, and you'll see the trailer. Cool. Jake talking about uh, fame and not fame. Awesome man, very yeah. cool, very yeah. cool. And I've been working on a book with Stephen Blush. Uh, the Whoa. History of New York City Rock. And that's a pretty big book. It's about 850 pages so far. So Damn. it's going to be called New York Rock 1966 to 2006. Is it like a coffee table size book or are we talking like a small well, book? Any idea? He's going to have a print edition probably, but he's gonna, probably going to be an ebook with music and oh, photos oh, in it. And uh, cool. he did American Hardcore and he did an updated version recently. I went on the tour with him to promote it and we had uh, panel discussions with like Chuck Dukowski from Black Flag and some pretty heavy dudes came wow. out and like talked to us about where they got their inspiration and it was really nice. And I can imagine the New York Rock book is going to be. It's gonna be a bombshell when that comes out. It's it's from '66 on. It's ooh wow. It's heavy. I, I, we've interviewed so many people. Oh shit! I bet. Yeah, I yeah. bet, man. That's be a lot of no shit, man. That'd be a lot of people interviewed. And it's a lot of people that never had their chance to talk, like bands that were around the same time as Kiss. But you know, you only heard their name, like Harlots of Forty Second Street and Teenage Lust with Harold Black, who was also in David Peel in the Lower East Side, and you know, people that were around the scene. And were the inspiration for New York Dolls and the Kiss and the Alice Cooper, but you know maybe they're not a household world, but right. word, but you know, um, you know, uh, Kiss originally opened for the Brats and Wayne County, who ate dog food out of a toilet bowl on stage, you know. So anyway, that's a show. That's entertainment. That's punk, man. That's fucking punk, exactly. That's punk. That's punk. Yeah. Yeah. Should uh, should we jump into the first set of music? Yeah, sure. I'm uh, I got some stuff lined up. I let uh, Tony pick all the tunes tonight, so uh, mm. I've uh, got some She Wolves along with uh, Sil Sylvain uh, right off the bat. Oh yeah, that was for uh, uh, that was for it's on She Wolves album called Mach One, which is a collection of early She Wolf stuff, but it, it from the first lineup, but it also. Um, was on a Ramones comp called Todos Somos Ramones, which was out in South America, and it was mastered by Ed wow. Stasium, who actually mastered the Ramones wow. albums, and Ed Stasium used to play a lot of the lead guitar on Ramones albums, Uh-oh. and so did Tommy Ramone, for that matter. But yeah, that's, I, I you know, knew Tommy did, yeah. Ed played the stuff with the whammy bar, and anyway, wow. these people are really cool to get to know and somehow have something to do with them so that's that's nice but anyway sylvain uh was in town playing a show and i saw me i have to do a recording i was like um <laughs> call my friend paul Costabi and see what we can do so here's what it sounds like right here all right she is a punk rocker right here on tommy unit live heard only on real punk Go, go. But she just couldn't stay. She 
Johnny, Johnny Ramon there, and uh, I used to go see the Dolls at um, the Mercer Arts Center a lot. That was that was a fun place because it was like something from out of like Clockwork Orange or something.
right, that's the Willows Think Again right here on Tommy Unit Live, heard only on RealPunkRadio.com. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Again, my co-host, the very infamous Mr. Tony Mann. Uh, hello there. <laughs> what can you tell me about those? You played on all those. Yes, I did. <laughs> nice. And uh, let's see. The so Willows. we had the Willows, yep, yeah. Think Again, and uh, that was from what, the best of uh, Rodney on the Rocks? Yes, and it's also from the first Willows single, which was the last Posh Boy Records release, which is kind of prestigious. Ever? Last one ever? Well, so far. Nice. I guess it could res- resurrect at any time. <laughs> but the other uh, song was... Um, we had Gigi Allen, Tough Fucking Shit. <laughs> yes, and it is too. It <laughs> what the hell was it like playing with Gigi Allen? I mean, I had I had Mike Edison on here before who also played with uh, Gigi. And, uh, you know, he said it was just kind of crazy because there was just fights every night and shit like that okay well you know i played with Gigi. um i moved to new hampshire you know i was in new hampshire during my high school era and i was playing with a band called flying 69 which we'll hear a little later on i was from new hampshire and that was a band that kind of started out being really heavy like motorhead kind of ish band and then we were became (laughs) like um like a Kiss, Alice Cooper, T-Rex, Slade Sweets, like freaks <laughs> that played with glow-in-the-dark makeup and all this crap. And, Ooh. you know, and this is in New Hampshire and, you know, you're making what? the clothes because you can't even <laughs> get that stuff at Wait, the costume shop. What town in New Hampshire? That was in, well, I was living in Manchester, okay. which is the now called Mancha Vegas, but there was <laughs> nothing really there then, believe me. Because we played and, up in, uh, I think, Portsmouth? Okay, yeah, yeah, and sure. man. We played there a few times, too. It was pretty crazy. I mean, oh, yeah, there's some wild people. Believe me, man, you learn how to fight in that place. You don't <laughs> mess around when you're wearing makeup and high heel boots, too. And it's like, we, yeah. we weren't wearing the makeup or high heel boots, but... Oh, uh, anyway, well, yeah, to each his own. But anyway, so we were, <laughs> we were up in New Hampshire, and you got to make your own fun. So uh, true. we true. were all a bunch of like teenage cab drivers... And um, oh man, cool. yeah, it was like a wild cab driver gang scene there, and uh, all the cab drivers end up playing with Gigi at one point or another if they could play or not because he tend to go through people because he'd usually just play a show for a couple of songs and there'd be a riot or the police or go to the hospital, so really? it's not like a big long show like you're playing with Led Zeppelin, you know, it's more like <laughs> you're making an impact and then you know he does something and then it's kind of he's led away in chains or hurt somebody or himself and then that's it and so but when i played with Gigi, it was you know it was in the era when he was still you know like a rocker and he had songs that were more kind of like alice cooper and the stooges than like hardcore music you know so it was and um you know he wanted to rock out he liked the new york dolls he liked kiss he liked all kind of bands and he could play every instrument and all this stuff wow and he was the only other freak in town you know so we were just friends <laughs> and that's it and i i was a cab driver and i drove him to his uh post office box once to um help him pick up a check and i cast his check from some company in france and it was for a lot of money and he gave me a bunch of money just for helping him cash a check so wow we were instantly friends and then um that's how you got in well, I guess, I mean, that's like when I met him, you know, and so then we'd, you know, he was living in like a burned out movie theater for a while, Ooh. had like a cardboard door and I'd go over and visit him and pee wow. in his milk, plastic milk pail for a oh, bathroom. Now, I love Gigi. The guy was really fun to hang out with and I, really fun to play music with him. I did a video with him of a song called Live Fast, Die Fast. That's I'm playing on top of a dumpster. <laughs> and um anyway we so we have um, that later on yeah too. yeah and I, I was playing in this band flying 69 and um we were doing our own thing and nobody could really relate to us there but we didn't care we were having fun and exactly. um that's what it's all about yeah and then so Gigi could see that and he's like okay these guys are self-motivated whatever he wanted us to be his band even though we were nothing like him and wow. it didn't really matter so i ended up doing a bunch of stuff with him and that video is like a big thing that remains and all that. But, you know, I was friends with him till the end. I saw him the day he died and all that stuff. Oh, and, uh, wow. you know, it was, um, I miss that guy. He was, uh, I bet, it was yeah. a big part of my youth, you know, and it was cool to, we were the only people doing anything worse shit. There was nothing going on in Boston. Then they can kiss my ass. It was <laughs> nothing going on. Then it was a fucking drag. And, uh, 
now there's a lot of stuff going on in New Hampshire, you know, and that's cool. It's called Match Vegas and all that. So Match Vegas. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, you know, it was just like a boring trying to make your own fun. I and, hear you, uh, man. Cool. The guy really was driven, and you know, he just wanted to be famous, and he did it. You know, so good. Cheers to him. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, and anyway, so the uh, you were going to ask about the she wolves in Sylvain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us. I went to please see. Tell us about some, that. Obviously, big New York Dolls fan, and uh, um, New York Dolls were like a real important thing in a certain era here. Like, really, were the shit. Oh and my bad. Everybody wanted to be them, and everybody <laughs> wanted to be with them, and like them, and look like them, and all that stuff. But anyway, so at one point I went to see Sylvain play, and uh, you know, he said, "Hey, man, I got to record a song for this South American Ramones thing." I said, "Oh, call <laughs> my friend Paul Kostabi, and uh, we'll record it tomorrow." Okay, is that fast enough? And then so we did, and we went on tour with him, and we were touring all over um the place with him and we went to canada with him a couple times and uh we got to play all those doll songs and nobody knew he was going to get back in the dolls you know and actually arthur kane is the one that told me that the dolls were getting back together not even (laughs) Sylvain, but whatever and um (laughs) so anyway um that's the way it goes right anyway but um you recorded it in an apartment oh yeah yeah we recorded in paul kastabi's apartment Wow. Where we also recorded the Willow single, and we also recorded Dee Dee Ramone's last album there, which was with a band Paul Kastabi founded called Youth Gone Mad. He, Paul, Paul Kastabi's from Whittier, California. Him and his brother are artists. They did the cover of Use Your Illusion. Paul's oh, actually wow. the one who named it, and they did the cover of Adios Amigos. And wow. Paul started helped start White Zombie, and Paul started Psychotica, and Supernum Live Machine, and we... Kind of started the Willows because Richie wanted to have a band, and then he, you know, he got a, a real band together, and who cool. were great. And now Richie has a band called Guards, and his sister has a band called Cults, and they're both doing great. They're ripping it up. Like the Cults played it. Uh, Damn. Lalo, uh, I mean, they played. Uh, Cults are signed uh, recently with Columbia Records. Wow. And they're doing some serious stuff right now. I went to see him open for Goldfrap of all people. <laughs> <laughs> but but Richie's like really rocking, and the Willows had a bunch of different incarnations. I played on some of the recordings, and um, cool. One of the songs even got on MTV. It had a drum solo in it, of all things. So, roll. but anyway, all this Sweet. stuff was recorded by Paul Kostabi, and um, I've done a lot of recording with him, and we had a banked band together called Supernum Live Machine that uh, signed to a Russian label, and um, that's in the next set actually. Yeah, so we'll talk about that later. But anyway, the stuff was always rec- recorded in an apartment so far, but it gets gets better or it gets better. changes whatever you want to say <laughs> but he has a studio up in Piermont, new york now it's called thunderdome studios Ooh. and so uh check him out if you need two, to record two anything bands go in one band comes out who knows you never know <laughs> not logan logan's run you disappear into the ceiling blades or something all right let's uh let's jump into the next set man we're gonna start off right. with uh pretty quick oh yeah that's uh the band I'm playing with currently is called Pretty Quick. Nice. It's got Dan Roselle on lead vocals. And uh, it's got a bunch of young guys from this area. They wanted to do something. And I said, you just make a recording and then you get a band. But little did I know it was going to end up in the band. <laughs> so this is goes out to Dan, Blake, Dave, you know, all these kooks that I play with. Josh Martin on guitar. He's f- actually he. You might know this guy. He was in a band. He's from Atlanta, Carbonas, oh. and he's also oh, in. Yeah, the, yeah. He's in the X Humans. Josh. Sweet. So it's uh, like Dan and Josh in the front lines, and me, Dave, and Blake like holding down the back. So this is called Pretty Quick. This is recorded at Thunderdome, not in the apartment. Thunderdome. It's pretty quick with Chickadee Honey. Right here on Tommy Unit Live, heard only on RealPunkRadio.com. <laughs>
Message Monday, May 6th, 11.25 p.m. Hey, Tony, it's Dee Dee. Um, you're on for Japan and Seattle. Don't worry. Nice talking to you over the, uh, the, the other night, and I'll call you back, okay? Thank you. Saved Messages, Tuesday, May 14th, 6.56 p.m. Hi, Tony, that's Didi. I was just uh, greeting you in Japanese. In Japanese, that means everything's okay. And if you feel like, give me a call back. Okay, bye. Saved message, Thursday, May 30th, 1219 p.m. Hi, Tony, it's Didi. Um, have a good trip today. Um, Richmond's where I was born. <laughs> anyway, but, but but around the 2nd or 3rd of June, try to send Chuck a photostat copy of your passport and four passport-sized pictures of yourself. And if you can, I wish you could dye your hair black for Seattle. Huh? Okay, bye. Stop waiting so Stop waiting so Pleased to meet you. <laughs> Stop. Awesome, man. That's Dee Dee Ramone, Horror Hospital. And that was recorded in the same room as Sheena is a Punk Rocker and uh, the, the Lightning Raiders and the Willows. Or no, no, light, no, not, not Lightning sorry, Raiders. Not Lightning. Gigi Allen and yeah. the Willows. The Lightning Raiders was recorded in a Ramport Studios, which was actually owned by The Who. That was for Ireland Records. That's like a real oh, deal. Oh, but they, oh. But you know what? Conf- Look, you got a good confused. engineer like Paul Costabi, you can record in his apartment with Didi Ramon, yeah. so you'd be okay. Fuck yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all you need is the fucking gumption to fucking do it, and you can do it. Yeah, I went to uh, L.A. to visit some friends, and 
everybody was kind of busy, so my friends, <laughs> nobody was there. <laughs> so I'm like, why the fuck did I come here? Everybody flaked. But and it, you know, one of my best friends, Howie Pyro, oh, blessed yeah. in Degeneration and Hell yeah. Danzig. He was at the time he was in Danzig, so he was rehearsing. He couldn't really kind of hang out, so I did see him. I went to, see, to Glenn's house and all that. Oh, but, nice. Uh, yeah, but um, how does Glenn live? He lives cool, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's, it's cool. Uh, he's got all the... Uh, he doesn't live like Howie, man. Southwestern country style. No. <laughs> now, Howie knows how to live, and he's got the cool nice, collection of crap like I do, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Collection of crap is Memorabilia. nice. Memorabilia. But anyway, yeah. so I went, I went to L.A. for a vacation and visit some friends. Everybody went away. Even the guy I stayed with, they went to Coachella and all this stuff. And I was like... All right, well, I'm not going to Coachella or whatever. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? So Didi gave me his number right before I went to L.A. I'm going to L.A., Didi. Oh, I live there now. Come visit me, me and Barbara, when you're out there. So cool. I called Didi. Of course, his number was disconnected. So I'm like, well, okay, well, that's Don't. no good. So I looked in the paper, and Didi was doing a reading of his book at the time. And so I went nice. to Border Santa Monica. Mm. And I saw Dee Dee read the book, and Steve Earle was there, and all kinds of people. And so, cool. Then I waited till everyone was gone. And then I talked to him, and he said, "I'm playing at Knitting Factory tomorrow. Why don't you come?" And there's a thing called Beat Fest. It's an art show. I'm gonna do my poetry for my book, and I got art I did with Paul Costabi because they painted together, they mm -hmm. collaborated mm -hmm. together, and um, and uh, I'm gonna play. So I went to Knitting Factory for this. And I got there with the sound check, and Didi had broke all his gear and thrown it in the street, and he was really upset, and he was going to go home and oh, all this. Shit. And I was like, look, what happened? And he said, um, I don't know. The band's fucking me around, so I shit-canned them or whatever. So he goes, look, I've known you a long time. But you want to play? And I go, all right, sure. So Sweet. I don't have any gear. I just broke it. Um, well, there's another band here. I'm pretty sure if I ask, can Didi Ramon use your gear, they're going to say yes. And they did. And so, with no rehearsal, I just got up and played. And we played Damn. all these friggin' great songs. And he read his poetry. And all kinds of people were at this thing. And the next night, Arthur Lee and Love played. And we went to that. And everybody was at that because Arthur Lee had just got out of jail. And um, yeah. so, anyway, the, and then, you know, I started doing stuff with Didi. And then we were going to play more shows. We were going to play in Seattle and Japan, as mentioned in those phone messages we heard, which were taken from less than a week when he he passed away like less than a week after that oh man yeah so um you know Did i was planning to go to japan with him you know, and we rehearsed with me him and Bar i just played with him at the at the knitting factory and mm -hmm. then my friends all came back and said oh we went to coachella what do you do well i played with didi ramon <laughs> <laughs> and i'm in his band i am in his band now so you're like what the fuck yeah he gave me this Hell painting yeah. and hung nice. out and he totally took care of me it was amazing to see him like you Man, know that's cool uh, you know somebody you know good friend and i get to finally play with him you know anyway so that was really great and it's easy to play with him he's like the best so um huge influence on me man the that's guy, for sure the guy is so underrated as a songwriter it's sick and um anyway so i get to play with Didi, and he goes look i'm doing an album with this guy paul Costabi. you might know him in new york i said i know who that is and he said why don't you call him i want you to play in the album so we did it in that room and uh Unfortunately, a lot of it we had to finish after he passed away, and it was really like a tearjerker. It oh, was hard to... God, that would be hard. Man. Yeah. That would be fucking tough. Yeah, but it kind of was nice in a way but to hear be, yeah, him talking and hear his voice in there goofing around saying all this silly <laughs> shit. And anyway, so yeah. we made the last album. It's Paul's band, Youth Gone Mad, um, that he started. G Didi actually joined the band. And you know, and he didn't want to paint by himself. He wanted to paint with Paul, um, and they were really close. And uh, you know, so Paul has a whole other album of Didi playing blues that no one's ever even heard. Oh uh, man! Anyway, so Didi was really fun to be around. He's really generous. He bought me a lot of cool clothes. He gave me a bunch of weapons to take on, back <laughs> on the plane with me, which I still have, like switchblades. Back he, like, when you could take them on the yeah, plane. Yeah. No, it was actually act after September 11th. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's like, Damn. look, and he bought me this big belt buckle, and he's like, just put the knives and stuff behind the belt buckle and just say, well, it's just the belt buckle setting it off, and that's actually what I did, and it worked, So, but whatever. Holy anyway, shit. Yeah. And so, anyway, um, <laughs> we got to do that stuff, and I'm glad I get to play with 
dude. You would have got the total orifice search, dude, if you would, if they would have found it. Yeah, that. I know. It's sad <laughs> oh nowadays. Sad nowadays. A lot of knee-jerk reaction with <laughs> no security. shit, man. But Dee Dee and um, Gigi Allen actually played together at one point too with Kemba Fowler and a whole bunch of people so anyway it was cool because cool. all these guys if you grew up in New York it sounds like bullshit or fantasy but like if you grew up in New York or you're around here you get to know the Ramones and these people were around and they were hanging out and they were you know oh, man it's sometimes like borrowing money off you whatever you know but whatever you knew them and <laughs> I ended up you know I used to uh, do a lot of stuff with um I mentioned Howie Pyro and Degeneration and all that yeah and I I used to uh make some clothes for them and you know wow. jesse started first because i used to make all these crazy costumes for flying 69 it was changing name to electric monster when we started playing in new york and we became a full-fledged like this freak show glow in the dark like <laughs> i don't know what but you can see some videos on youtube one of them's called living dead and cool. um anyway uh this is the same band that you know <sighs> Gigi Allen wanted to be his backing band, so think about that. And, wow. Yeah, and then so anyway, I'm making all these costumes, and then guys would be like, Howie, you know, they're punks, and he's a real punk, you know? And they'd be like, hey, man, can you fix my vest or whatever, because it's my vest, and I'll never get another one like this. Absolutely. And can you repair it? And then after a lot after, of sentimental value. In yeah, yeah, like hey, that. I know, I know. Like, I have yeah. this, this shirt is from when I played with Gigi Allen, and I'm wearing right now, and here's, wow. his, here's his teeth right here. So, oh, my God, for real? Yeah, for real, his teeth. Holy yeah. So anyway, the thing the thing is that um, I'm making my own clothes, which were far out costumes, really. And then um, guys would say, "Fix my T-shirt or whatever." So then I started just, you know, that thing's a piece of crap. Just let me try to make the whole thing. So I'd make outfits for you know Jesse Mallon, a lot of stuff, and um, wow, for yeah, Howie fixes stuff, and everyone pretty much in DJ. And I did something for it one time or another, like clothing wise. And then, you know, Joey Ramone, who I've been asking to make clothes for years, he loved Degeneration. And one day I get this phone message. Um, this is Joey um, Ramone. And um, can you make clothes for me? Here's my number. And I'm like, called my, you, you idiot. You know who I am, man. I've been hounding you for years. Oh, well, you're that guy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I made clothes for Joey Ramone to go on Drew Carey show and all this kind of stuff. Wow. Like, you know, zip up leather pants and stuff yeah. like that. And anyway, I love cool. Joey and all the Ramones. But if you knew these guys, it's kind of like, how did they ever make an album? Because they all personality clash and they all had their, it was like really strong, strong personalities. And if you knew these guys, it's like, Wow, man! You know, <laughs> besides the music, the personalities are something else. But anyway, so I bet this these guys. Um, you know, it's an honor to know them. But you know, if you live like you're from Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah. But you had like local bands that were your friends and then inspired you. Oh yeah, it's the same thing. But the, these guys are the Ramones and New York Dolls and Kiss and whoever. Oh man, fantasy for us yeah. Iowa folk. But then you know, lucky I get to play with Didi Ramone Damn. and Sylvain and Jane County and all these people. And then, you know, we had it, you know, She-Wolves, which is, you know, a band started by, well, actually it was called Cocktailica. And Ooh, it was Laura. Like name. Yeah, and it was, it was uh, Donna, who's now known as Dava, She-Wolf, and Laura Sativa. Nice. And they had a band called Cocktailica, and um, they were going to do a Led Zeppelin tribute, and I wanted to be in it, and somebody kind of put us together, and we changed into a band called the cartridge family it was like the white trash partridge family <laughs> and then they were gonna make a band called she wolves but they couldn't get a girl drummer they got this really rich snooty chick yeah who i tried to teach and she wouldn't believe that this is how the drums went i'm like i fucking made these part up you know i'm telling you this is how it goes oh no it doesn't go like that you know all right whatever so you know they just couldn't get anyone so i just yes, became the girl drummer of she wolves nice and then everybody kind of wanted us for their projects like we end up doing stuff for the fuzz tones cool. jane county and sylvain but you know we it's kind of wild but then we end up you know because of that then we end up open for new york dolls at irving and at wow. their at their cd release party at cbs and the manager's calling me like are you guys opening for the dolls i'm like yeah how come well you know sylvain says so so you know that's your boss, man. He says, so, we do so it. Vain says so. So anyway, uh, let's jump into the next set of music. We only got yeah. about ten minutes left. Oh, we better play it. Yeah. Rock, so rock I wanted out. to do. Uh, you want to do Electric Monster or She Wolves next? What do you? We were kind of talking got? about both of those. 
We can do the California Uber Alice or Star Child. All right, or I want both, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear. Uh, first, will be Electric Monster doing Star Child, and this was recorded by Rick Backus from Degeneration for a label called Holy Plastic. They didn't put it out because they said it wasn't punk. And then Jane <laughs> County and the She Wolves doing California Uber Alice, which came out in Germany on green vinyl. We'll come back and say goodbye right before that one. All right, rock out. All right, rock and roll right here on Time Unit Live, heard only on realpunkradio.com.
I've got blisters on my fingers. <laughs> awesome, man. That's Electric Monster, Star Child. Right. right here on Tom Unit Live. Well, we got to wrap it up real quick. We got. Uh, oh, man. I'm sorry, dude, but I'm going to definitely have you back because it's right. been a fucking blast in here tonight. Yeah, it's fun. We could but do another hour, but we got to make way. Got to make way for Twitch and Mittens on Fire for the Drunken Dumb Show coming up at 11 p.m. Eastern Time here on RealPunkRadio.com. We're going to wrap it up. Tony, I want to thank you once again for stopping by, and we will definitely have you back, and uh, we'll definitely have the full spread cater here like we had this All time. All right, for you. sweet. Thanks. And, um,. Anyway, look out for Lost Rockers and Lightning Raiders coming and uh, pretty quick and all that stuff and all kind of music coming your way. Sweet, sweet, man. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, see you in Nicaragua. Wrap it up. Uh, when do you leave? Like four hours? Like in a couple hours. Nice. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up with the She-Wolves, California Uberales. Right Jane here. County, this uh, is for you. Right here on Tommy Unit Live, only on RealPunkRadio.com. God told me to kill you.